Welcome to the Injured to Elite podcast with your host, Dr. David Meyer, sports physical therapist, mental performance coach, and former Major League Baseball rehab coordinator for the St. Louis Cardinals. This podcast shares the many stories and strategies of those who have made the journey from injured to elite. Hey everybody, Dave back here with episode number 90 of the Injured to Elite podcast. Today's episode is going to be focused around the topic of refusing help and not wanting help. And this is not just for those we're working with and people around us, teammates, so on and so forth, colleagues maybe. It's also when we refuse help. We need to talk about this. And that's why I'm doing this solo episode. Before we jump into all that, quick note on my webinar that I hosted last Thursday, September 7th, titled Three Steps to Gain Mental Health Skills in Sports Rehab That Will Transform Your Clients' Lives. A question that was asked during the webinar actually sparked the topic of this podcast. One of my attendees asked, what do you do in a situation when somebody is refusing help? And I want everybody to know, for those that missed my masterclass, I'm going live again on Wednesday, September 14th at 7 p.m. once again. So join by clicking in the show notes or go to courses.drdavidmeyer.com forward slash mental health. And this is all kicking off my open enrollment to the Clinician's Injured to Elite Academy, which you can learn more about in the show notes as well, heading over to courses.drdavidmeyer.com forward slash academy. The Injured to Elite Academy is an online program where I teach you how to integrate specific mental skills and strategies into the rehab process to maximize results. We talk about things like motivation, how to improve compliance. The course spans from understanding the research behind psychophysiology and its relationship with exercise and rehabilitation. I teach the trans-theoretical model of behavior change, which is the gold standard to help people with changing health-related behaviors. We've all had those quote-unquote non-compliant clients that we work with. This is the vehicle to help them change. And then, of course, we go into the very specific strategies to integrate, spanning from mindfulness, visualization, mental imagery, using alter egos even. I'm so excited to have you all come there, so check it out in the show notes. The enrollment starts 919, and it's a two-week program, so I'm looking forward to having you there. So back to the question that I received, what do you do for somebody that is refusing help? So the attendee asked the question in a situation when you're dealing with somebody that's uncooperative. And so I've elaborated asking what they exactly meant by uncooperative, and getting to it, They were referring to somebody that was refusing help, not cooperating with the process. In the masterclass, I teach these three steps. Those three steps are how to assess, approach, and intervene with somebody that is presenting with mental health red flags. This is something we all need to know in the sports world, especially whether it's a teammate, whether it's somebody we're coaching, or it's a client, patient individual that we're working with. It's important that we're aware of these things in this new era of a deeper appreciation, I should say, for mental health. It's not an easy question to answer because 
it could leave us a little disappointed that there's not more we can do. Do we just force somebody to get the help they need? I want to take this one further and not only apply it to those we're working with and around us. Again, it could be a family member and a friend. Everybody should be listening to this. But it's also with ourselves. A lot of times when we are feeling low, many of us don't want to reach out. I know I'm victim to that. I have my mentors call me and say, Dave, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? And they know that I'm not asking for help because maybe I'm struggling. So this, this podcast episode is for all of us because we're human beings and we're going to be around people that need our help. And what better service can you be in this world to others by helping those people that are in need when they especially don't know how to ask for the help or don't know how to receive it or don't, are not ready for it. The first thing that's important, whether it's ourselves that need help or those around us, is someone's safety in danger. If someone's safety is in danger, including your own, and you're the one that needs the help, then that's the tornado warning. Not a watch. That's a warning. Meaning, something needs to be done. You need to reach out. If it's you, you need to take that small step forward. Call the person you trust. Take yourself where you need to go and initiate that process. If it's somebody around you and someone's safety is in danger, just like we would teach in medical first aid, calling 911. You need to make sure that the situation is safe. And if you have to act, then act. And I talk a lot about trusting your intuition. I listened to a podcast, Rich Roll, one of my favorite podcasts and one of the motivations behind me starting one. There was a podcast with Guru Singh where they talk about the three I's, intuition, instinct, and impulse. I think intuition is such an untapped resource that we possess and we can leverage it. We have these antennas and we need to learn to trust those antennas. Mindfulness and taking a pause is sometimes the way to do that. So when you are feeling certain things about a situation with somebody around you or yourself, when you have that feeling you can't describe of something doesn't feel right within me, that's your intuition about yourself, your interoception, we call it. In these situations, when you know it's an emergency, take action. As I say, actions come before feelings. These are the moments where time is the essence. You have to do something about it. And I think the best thing you can do in those moments is taking the smallest step forward to get the help you need. If it's somebody around you where we're talking about a very dangerous situation, whether it's going to be inflicting self-harm or harm on another or in a really bad situation on you, then you have to protect yourself. You have to involve other people. I'm not going to give you specific directions because it depends on the situation. And as a disclaimer, there are mental health first aid classes out there to take, and this is certainly not replacing that. The conventional sports rehab process can be isolating, frustrating, and downright ineffective. Whether you're an injured athlete or work with them, I have found that training the mind is the X factor in making a true injured to elite transformation. This podcast was born through the writing of my book, Injured to Elite, a guide to empowering yourself to transform your life after injury, available in all formats, including paperback, 
audio, and ebook on Amazon. In addition to my book, I've also founded the Injured to Elite online community who have access to my coaching, mentorship, network, and premium content. Click the appropriate links in the show notes if you're looking to take those next steps in your Injured to Elite journey and send me a DM at Dave M. Meyer on Instagram if you want to learn more. Back to the show. Getting that situation out of the way first, talking about moments where it's more vague, setting up an example here. We sense somebody is not feeling right. We see the signs. They're withdrawn. Maybe they have a very blank stare on their face. And we approach them. We listen. And when we try and speak with them, they tell us they don't, they don't want to speak. They'd prefer not talking about it. Of course, this comes with the territory. A lot of times it becomes a vicious cycle for the individual in mental health crisis where part of the disease, if you will, if, it, if it's at that level, part of that compels the individual to push people away and withdraw themselves further. That's why it's so important that we look at mental health from a medical and health perspective, not just someone's personality. So in these situations when they're refusing help and they say this, what do you do? And I want you to take a moment and think about that. How would you respond to it? Take a moment and think about a situation where you didn't want that help. What was going through your head? Maybe it was just too many difficult emotions that were stirred up in you to speak about and you didn't know how to navigate it. Or your mind was set on taking a certain action and you didn't want anything to get in the way of that. It's important that we are able to empathize with these individuals in those moments to better understand what they're going through so we can help them. And that's ultimately what they need, right? It's important to go through specific steps, and I talk about this in the masterclass in the context of sports rehab. Ultimately, in this situation, you want to make sure that they still have the information they need. If it's a situation where you're concerned about self-harm, in that situation, you definitely want to leave them with information about the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 988. Everybody should know about this. As you provide them that information and take the proper steps, letting them know, when you're ready to speak, I'm here. I'm here to speak with you when you're ready. A lot of times especially in, in the field of sports medicine and physical therapy and chiropractic, all these different areas of sports rehabilitation, we want to jump in and we want to fix. And I've learned working with some of my mental health mentors in the psychology space, it's not always about fixing in the moment. A lot of the work is done internally. The person has to be doing a lot of the fixing. We're facilitators. And in these moments, it's important to have our own mindfulness. And I talk about this in the masterclass as well. So in that moment when somebody is quote-unquote refusing help, try not to judge them and let them know. When they are ready, you're here for them. And you might be surprised. They might be able to get the courage and come to you when that moment arises. And I also want to take this time to put it back on you. In those moments when you're pushing people away, 
I understand. I'm somebody myself that has done that many times. I want you to tell yourself in those moments, when you're ready to seek out help, other people are going to be there for you. And I want you to remind yourself that you're going to be one of those individuals. You're going to be there for yourself when you're ready. I understand that right now it's tough for you to do that. But when you're ready, you're going to be there for yourself. I'm going to end it at that because I think this is an important message that we need to keep it lean and focused on. I hope everybody has an amazing week. Life has its challenges for all of us. And know that I'm also here for you. With my content, you can reach out to me on Instagram, Dave M. Meyer. I hope for those that missed my masterclass last week to see you on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for the clinicians out there, I can't wait to teach you more and enroll into the Clinician's Injured to Elite Academy. We're going to go really deep. That's all for now, and I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Go to drdavidmeyer.com to find out more about David, the Injured to Elite Network, and his book, Injured to Elite.